Faith and spirituality can be difficult to understand. Finding answers can be confusing, especially in a world overwhelmed with information from so many different points of view. This podcast aims to break down these complex topics of faith to help gain a better understanding of the sacred and the secular. Welcome to Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera. This is Matt, the producer of this podcast, and I am sitting here with, of course, Dr. Mark Rivera. Hello, Dr. Mark Rivera. Hello, Matt. How are you today? Good oh. to be with you on this segment. Good. Of course. Looking of forward course. to this inter- interaction we're going to have. Yes. So this is our first official introductory podcast for Seek and Find. Um, and for those listening who have never heard of Dr. Mark Rivera, have no idea who you are, haven't visited <laughs> your website, I don't know how it's possible, but right. tell us who you are. Give us a little bit of your background and your expertise. Yeah, well, I, first of all, I appreciate being on, and I'm really excited uh, in our launching this new way to expand, uh, uh, bringing a new voice, perhaps an unknown voice, or an unheard voice for so long. Because as you mentioned, you know, I've, I've been actually, I've had my own, pot, my own uh, um, blog for a while and my website, and I've been doing this for quite some time, although um, some out there may not even know, know of me. But I'm really a New Yorker. I've been in New York all my life. I'm now entering my 70th decade of being alive. <laughs> and uh, and through the years, I've only pastored one church, which is this church here in, in, in lower Manhattan. And um, although I didn't start here, I started in uh, Wall Street, doing very well and uh, enjoying what I was doing. And along the way, the Lord just nudged me. And then after a while, he twisted my arm. And then after a while, he almost broke my arm so that I could leave that and come into ministry, but um, I've been really dedicated to the life of faith through the years, and even more specifically, the life of faith as it represents itself in culture. And uh, not coming from a religious point of view, but simply, uh, how can we expand faith? How can how can our faith um, influence the decisions that are made that impact the masses, and how the powers that be can hear the voice of the masses, which is sometimes left silent. That's been my dedication over my my, my life. And um, to answer your question specifically, I I pastor the same church that I've been pastoring for the last 45 years. Uh, Love it. I'm not going anywhere else. This is what I love doing is pastoring that wonderful congregation in lower Manhattan. And my trajectory has taken me through, you know, formalized training as well. You know, I I attended, uh, I got my master's degree in urban ministry from uh, uh, a few years back, quite a few years back, actually, from Alliance Theological. And then later on after that, and almost immediately after getting my, my degree, my master's, I went to uh, pursue my doctorate in the same track, which is urban ministry. And um, so I went there to uh, the famous Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary out in Boston, which was a, a wonderful experience. I met, met some incredible people. And, you know, what I found through seminary is not so much the language of religion, but really to have a discerning ear on how theology can intersect and penetrate the communities that we live in. And at the end of the day, how, how um, the community of faith can affect change and transformative change, not just for the moment, but lasting change. So, you know, I've got that experience, having pastoring so long, having formalized training, been, been involved in so many, so many things, including, I, I think back, you know, one of the key leaders uh, from the church world in uh, during 9-11 and all of that because we were right near the uh, World Trade Center. So all that taught me so many lessons that I think 
uh, will be helpful to an audience uh, that will be hearing us as we try then to look at faith and community and see how we can answer some of those questions that perhaps people don't answer in, in, when they go to church or attend the class in church. But I think through here, um, uh, and this means we'll be able to then at least surround those questions that people have to clarify for them the importance of, um, of faith. And faith is part of the cultures that we live in throughout the world. And oftentimes it's relegated to the last place. People think more about money and possessions and all that, which is not, that isn't wrong. Uh, but faith certainly plays a role in how we actualize our, our life. So I'm excited about being here. I think it's going to be a great ride. Uh, I'm looking forward to the interactions you and I can, um, can, you know, can have, and our audience hopefully will enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, pastoring in the same church, um, one church, that doesn't seem typical. That doesn't seem like uh, 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 that common. Um, what? Well, first of all, how long have you been serving uh, just in general at this church? Um, how long have you been a pastor? And what has that experience been like pastoring and now being the senior pastor for quite some time now at this one church? Yeah, it, it, I think I probably stand in a place where there are very few people like me. And that's not to make it seem that I'm a special person, but it's just interesting not only do I pastor the same church and have no aspiration of pastoring another church, this is it. I understand the call of God over my life. So I can stay in that lane comfortably and without complaining and without looking at other things. But also, I live right across the street in Manhattan. How do you do that? You know, we, and, and it's not that the church has a place for me. I, I, my, my wife and I, we ended up buying this, this uh, wonderful apartment way back when. And here we are sitting in, uh, in this place that we own but it's directly across the street. So now I, I, I can basically spend my whole weeks and months in the neighborhood, in the parish, if you will, where I live. And it's right near Wall Street, right near City Hall. So not only, I'm not isolated. I, I feel the pulse of the political influence. I feel the, pl- the pulse of the financial influence. You know what? Let's, let's establish that context too. So the church is Primitive Christian Church, right. located in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, mm-hmm. Um, for those not too familiar, uh, that's Lower Manhattan. That's probably one of the oldest areas of Manhattan historically. Right. Um, and because of uh, just the melting pot of that neighborhood, we're right next to Chinatown, we're right next to Little Italy. We're, financial district isn't that far away. I mean, there's just so much going on. And like you said, the politics. So just so people understand the context of that particular location where the church is and where you live. Yeah, right. When you think about urban ministry or just urbanology, just the study of, you know, big cities and the conglomeration of people, the example that you have to go through is Lower Manhattan, because Lower Manhattan, as you mentioned, is is the melting pot historically. So literally, you can walk to any nation in the world, practically, right from where not only I live, but also where the church is. So as a result, the church becomes a microcosm of, of what we have. The landscape is representative of people from diverse backgrounds and diverse traditions and diverse lifestyles too. And so as a result, that has uh, 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 made me to become someone that can speak into those environments because I've lived it. You know, the people that I preach to and speak to and minister to in the church are the same ones that I see at the supermarket and at the pharmacy. Right. So there is a there's a continuity of relationship and living out this uh, uh, the faith, but also I, I interact with people outside of my faith tradition. They're people of faith, but also my tr- so I've had to also develop some expertise and certainly some language 
when I'm dealing from people from other traditions because that's representative of the Lower East Side. And by the way, I don't think that's accidental. I think that God in his providence placed me to learn because I'm, you know, I'm, I, 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 I try to, I read a lot and I try to explore. I, I have this thing that you can't critique something unless you understand it. So I might not necessarily agree with it, but I'll try and be as versed as possible. Nothing can be more important than that point when you're, when you're here in the lower part of Manhattan, which is the center of the world, you know, and 9-11 proved that the whole world looked at us and to see what we were going to do and, and on and on and on. I mean, there's so many examples I can give. So it, it, it is a, a unique place to be. Um, I have, as I mentioned a few times already, I have no desire to go anywhere else. This, I have a, a verse in scripture from the Psalms that says, the boundary lines have fallen for me in delightful places and I have a wonderful inheritance. And that speaks about me. I am not looking at anything else. I'm not looking at working for a nonprofit, a religious nonprofit, or and I could have had all those opportunities, including staying on Wall Street. But um, no, I felt a strong tug in my heart. I came to the Lord at, at, at the age of 15 here in Lower Manhattan. Um, although I was raised in the church, I came to a place of faith, and then I've spent my life developing those areas where I was not too versed in. That's why I went to seminary. That's why, you know, that's why I interacted with people and have uh, individuals that challenge my thinking. I'm not, I certainly have my opinions, but I know that I'm not the only, I look at myself as one of the many voices that people need to hear. And I think that's what this, this podcast is going to represent, a voice with, uh, with a reasoned opinion, you know, that does not um, neutralize, nor dilute someone else's view. But right. certainly it's a voice. Right, right. And walk us through, um, you know, the the motivation behind um, your academic training in theology. Um, and the reason why I ask is because, you know, uh, it's not like it's a requirement of prerequisite in order to pastor a church. Um, I'm sure there, and, and nothing against these pastors, you can totally, obviously, I mean, you can confirm this for me, but, uh, it, you know, it's not like, you cannot pastor without getting a master's degree or, or a doctor's degree in, in in ministry. So walk us through the motivation. What made you go down that path? What value has it brought to you? Yeah, just walk us through that. I think for me, growing up in a church environment, um, my formalized training was more to answer questions that I had as a, as a young man during that time and an individual, individual person. I never had the plan to become a clergy person, a pastor, never. But I certainly had this inquisitive, inquisitive side of my mind and thinking. So growing up in church, many things, not all, but many things are traditional and they teach it as theology or it's cultural, they teach it as theology or it's even political and they teach it as theology. So for me, it was trying to understand those teachings that I had received as a youngster and then try to, through a critical mind, and I don't mean critical in a negative way. To you know, you you observe various points of view, and then you land somewhere. As a mature person, you have to land somewhere. So initially, that was my my reaction. Is that I grew up in church, you know, and I, I'm also a musician, so I went through that whole genre as well. But I was trying to seek and validate some of the things that were taught to me. And I want to I want to say here also honestly taught to me it wasn't that I was trying to be indoctrinated or brainwashed no people genuinely said things that uh, they thought were were biblical and they thought was what God wanted and so all I did not to go back to them and challenge them but simply I needed to learn for myself what what this was all about and so that I think drew me to formalized training but before my formalized training too it's important to note that I've been a lifelong reader so 
you know, when I went to seminary, people were, were shocked that um, that I was there. They had always, always assumed that I had um, formalized training. And that's a lesson to be learned because if you're a reader and you have an inquisitive mind, you can dive into all of these abstract philosophies and thinkings and become a brilliant person in the sense of academia. Um, all, all formalized training does is give you a diploma at the end of the day. So I went into those things already exploring comparative religion, exploring how culture impacts faith and faith impacts culture. I already went in, you know, exploring different strains of belief. I, I already went in of, you know, what was the true meaning of worship? What is the true meaning of honesty and integrity and all that? And so I think seminary for me uh, uh, kind of gave me the systematic template that I needed um, and, uh, but then even coming out of seminary, you know, some of my views were that I had had for so long were now confirmed and others were put in, were now, now I was guarded. So I came out different in the sense that, okay, what do I really believe? I don't know if anyone's been posed that question is, you know, what do you really believe in and why, what makes you who you are? So that's been my lifelong quest. And then, um, uh, you know, obviously, um, I went then to seminary and it kind of formalized it for me. And I'm still, by the way, in that in that journey. I don't want to give the impression that I'm done, but based, and I'm going to be a lifelong learner uh, and a lifelong teacher. So with the church that I pastor, we've evolved using the raw material that we have all along. And the raw material, I mean loving humans, understanding that no one is better to, than, than, than us. We're in this equal plane. The act of forgiveness of individuals, the act of loving and not loving by words, but by action. You know, those were fundamental um, uh, raw materials that I call. And based on that, then I emerged to this place. Uh, but you know, you also have to be ready, Matt, because, uh, some people that accepted me a long time ago now question, you know, that I, that I've skidded off the, <laughs> the, the, the plate, uh, because of my thinking. It isn't that at all is that I question things and I ask questions, not for the sake of debunking somebody else, but simply to learn. And I think that's where, I, I really believe that that's where society finds itself today. People are not interested in religious as an organization, uh, but really looking at faith as an organism, which is a little bit different. Religion can be cold, not intentionally, but if you look at it, it can be cold and dictatory and, and even judgmental. And faith is different, though. Faith is this, well, we'll define it some later on, but faith is different and, and it's, or it's dynamic. It's an organism, if you will, which is alive and evolving. And that's the shift that I see. Yeah, I mean, we can we can break it down a little bit now if you want to break down faith a little bit more. But it's good that you're already um, bringing that up because that is ultimately what this podcast aims to do is, um, you know, try to break down all of these, you know, complex um, topics of faith that can sometimes be very confusing that, uh, and again, you can confirm this yourself that sometimes you, you don't get an opportunity to necessarily break those things down into details on the pulpit when you're preaching on a Sunday, Correct. because your, your, your audience, um, may not be ready for, for that meaty of a topic, that heavy of a topic. Um, but this podcast gives you an opportunity to, to do that. And because it's your personal podcast, it's, you know, I'm just here producing it for you. Uh, but you know, the fact that, you know, you have the freedom to, um, really, uh, uh, even touch some controversial topics that maybe, like you said, we may not have a clear black and white answer for it right now at this moment. Um, but let's at least look at what all the sources of information are saying, and here's where we land so far. That's that's correct. I, I think for me, what motivates me for this podcast, and really the way I've been f 
in, in, in my pastoral role, is um, how does faith, for example, Matt, how does faith speak to that single mother that's out there trying to get her kids through school, dealing with her own financial pressure? How does faith speak to that? How does faith speak to a mom who lost her son or daughter in, in a violent act in our, in our urban context? How does faith speak to that? How does faith speak to a loving couple all of a sudden, two or three decades later, here they are now divorced? How does faith speak to that? How does faith speak to a family that loses a loved one from suicide because of mental depression and mental... How does faith speak to that? You know, so that's where I think is important. And I believe that um, that Scripture and our journey in faith helps us to maybe answer those questions in a way that doesn't resolve the issue, but gives us a level of understanding that in the end strengthens us to make it through life. You know... I've often said that um, a mature person is able, able to live their life in a productive way while still carrying unanswered questions on their shoulders. So how does faith speak to a family that all of a sudden their son or daughter says, you know, I, 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 I love a man or a woman. They're not going to go down the traditional path. What does it do? Do we reject those, that family and their, ch- their child? No, there's love there. So how do we then come to a place where we don't immediately jump to judgment, but rather go first to understanding and then trying to see the world that way. I wish I wish that life was, you know, cookie cutter and perfect 24 hours and, you know, everything works hunky-dory and let's have some wonderful chocolate Rocky Road ice cream and then life just continues tiptoeing through the tulips. But life is not like that. Life has gray areas. And then life also has, oh, my, my, my friend, a professor friend that I know, uh, he says, life sometimes smudges the lines. So we don't even know. And I think, I'm, and what I think I'm going to try to do through these um, conversations and dialogues is to tell people, it's all right to think what you're thinking. Let's, let's analyze it a little bit more. Um, but there are going to be some unanswered questions. Can you still live productively and with purpose uh, and move forward, not stuck on those unanswered questions? So... Um, and, and the other thing with this podcast, it, this is different than what I teach in my local church, because in my local church, we will do discipleship. We will do those traditional things, which that's part of the role that people want in, in our particular church environment. This is a little bit different. This is, if, you can, if I can paint a metaphor, this is me on Sunday walking out of the church building after I preached two sermons to my congregation, and now I'm walking into the context and there I am not the pastor. I am simply another citizen in the city of New York. Right. I'm simply another Hispanic man in the city of New York. And then, all right, so now how do we handle that? And I think, to, to coin a, a, a phrase that's overburned, you know, that, what would Jesus do? Yeah, I, I right. think he would go to the square, the public square. That's what he would do, go to a public square and start talking to people and, and you know, interacting with individuals. I think this allows us an, electro- an electronic digital public square. Right. So, you know, I think this will hopefully help people that are listening to our voice. And, you know, and, uh, and, and in some instances, too, when you deal with truth, it makes people upset. It make, you know, I'm not here to make people happy. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to bring some clarity based on what I know, but I don't know at all, but based on what I know uh, and what I've experienced in a way that you can walk away with some sense of motivation and self-worth to face the ebbs and flows of life in a productive way.
Yeah, no, that's great. That's exactly it. Um, and with that said, just so uh, our listeners know too, if you do have burning questions and, and requests for topics and things like that, you could definitely go on uh, Dr. Mark's uh, website. That's drmarkrivera.com. Um, and you can submit your requests there on his site. Also, that's his blog. It's right there on the homepage. So you'll get a little sneak peek to some of his uh, his thoughts and opinions about religion, top uh, uh, politics, faith, uh, things like that, current events, um, all of those things. And just also to insert myself a little bit here, this will probably be the first and last time I do this officially, yeah. um, just to give some context for me. Um, you know, my background for the past four and a half years, I, I've been in the corporate world doing digital marketing. Uh, specifically um, with SEO. So I'll be leveraging those skills to basically, uh, you know, keep my finger on the pulse of what are the actual questions people are asking online? What are the things that, you know, that pop up the most um, and, and, and bring them? So if you guys who are listening don't give us requests, I'm going to definitely come from that perspective of showing you what people are searching for, what questions people are asking regarding faith. And, you know, I just thought about as you're talking, Matt, we're not looking for the easy questions. Right. Right. I'm actually anticipating we're going, and we already have some questions that really don't have a clear-cut answer, but rather various points of view. So uh, I don't want the audience to think that you know we're looking for the sanitized version. No, I mean I'm, I'm not looking for controversy either. But I know when you're dealing toward truth, there's always controversy that emerges. So I want our our, our audience to be clear with that. That um, you know. Send in your questions, but also I want to go back to also it's Dr. Mark with a with a C, not a K. Yes. So it's uh, D R M A R C R I V E R A at uh, dot com rather dot com. Yep. That's exactly. the that's the website. So it's not Mark. Uh, my name is actually Marcos M A R C O S, but we shortened it, we Americanized it, and made it into M A R C. But uh, but I wanted to also clarify that the question is not the five easy questions to answer that you could do in your local place of faith, whatever it is, and talk to your local pastor or, or a priest or a rabbi or imam, whatever, whoever, whoever it is, or your grandma or grandpa that knows more about church and religion than you might. But here it's not that. I suspect that there are going to be conversations we have on this, on this podcast that we won't land on, a, on a, a friendly landing, if you will, a, friend, a friendly perch. But that's okay. When you establish right. relationship based on love, that's okay. We, we we disagree or have a different viewpoint, but then you don't break away. You stay. You re- Part of life is wrestling through stuff. Exactly. So. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you're here to guide us on that journey. And I also like how earlier um, in this conversation you mentioned how uh, when I asked about, you know, your path towards uh, 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 your master's degree and, and doctoral degree, uh, I do think it's important for the audience to recognize that this is a journey you've really been on as far as asking questions and searching for answers, even before you decided to take that step of, of, of going to school to official, to get that formalized training and that you're still on that journey Correct. of discovery. And that's also why, you know, we've named the podcast the way we've named it, Seek and Find. You know, we're trying to keep it, um, trust what the Bible says, that as, as we trust God and follow God and we're, God has no problem with, with questions, no, right? He never right. has any issues with questions. And you know, this this is a promise that we will find answers um, as we, you know, keep the faith in God while we ask those questions. If you look at even the the evangelical phrase that we use, uh, Jesus is the answer, right? right? That assumes that we have questions, does right. it not? Yes, <laughs> and it's, exactly. it's very basic, but oftentimes we 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 even feel guilty about having questions. And I mean, me personally, 
my mom passed away. I use this often, but my mom passed away a, a few decades ago. And I think it was unfair the way she passed away. And actually, my love for her was so strong. I didn't want her to leave. I wanted her to live forever. But that created in me turmoil. And while I'm pastoring, right. while I'm answering other people's questions, here I am with this crisis in theology that I'm having internally. Uh, and till this day, there is no answer. Well, I'll know one day when we get to the other side. But you, And I, I suspect right now that I'm not the only one. People listening to me right now have those unanswered questions and, uh, you know, guilt over an abortion years ago, you know, all sorts of things. Let's talk about those. You know, let's, let's, you know, I almost look at it as let's hold hands and walk down this path of discovery. Let's just hold hands. I like that. And, and don't let go. Let's just hold hands and we'll walk down this path of discovery. And I think we're going to be the better for it. And certainly I will. I'm not coming down as the empirical guy that knows everything. No, no, I know some things, but I don't know everything. So we'll learn together, and, and I'm, I'm so excited about this time. And, you know, Matthew, also, your journey is, I, I don't think it was that, uh, you know, just coincidental that here you are, you got all this experience outside in the corporate world, and now out of your own volition, you wanted to join me in doing this, this which is amazing, because I think at the end of the road, it's going to be beneficial for the people listening to us and to us as well. Uh, as well. Learning has to be reciprocal. It really does. It can't be one way. It has to be reciprocal. It has to be symbiotic, which means both parties benefit from it, contribute to it, and come out on the other side uh, better because of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Any final thoughts before we wrap up this introductory episode? I'm just excited. I really am. (laughs) I can't wait till we start breaking down. And by the way, there's no pre, we're not preparing beforehand for, you know, these podcasts. We're going to go just like life is, you know, you, 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 you press the button for the elevator. Somebody comes in and you end up in the deep conversation. You didn't rehearse for that or you're on, you know, taking the train or driving or whatever. You get to work and somebody pops something on you. I, I, these podcasts will be that way. It's not going to be knee-jerk, and it's not going to be uninformed, but it's going to be filled with experience, you know, experience from life, not just from our side, but from your side as well. So I'm really, really excited, looking forward to it. I really am. Awesome, awesome. Again, if you have questions um, and requests on topics, uh, please go to drmarkrivera.com. Again, that is Mark with a C, right? Mark yes, with a C, right. very important to remember. Right. But yeah, if you guys uh, have joined us for the first time, thank you for joining us. Um, If you're listening to this at a much later time and we already have a bunch of episodes up, please check out those episodes. And like Dr. Mark said, uh, we're excited to go on this journey together. This is going to be great. We're both excited. We hope you enjoyed this introductory episode of Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera. Thank you for listening and God bless.